Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. The Home Straight. The Home Straight. Kaya FM 95.9. Bridget Hartley, thanks for making time to speak to me today. Um, just for the benefit of the listeners, please tell us when did you start canoeing? Where did the love and the passion for canoeing started? So I started a little bit at the end of high school. My dad introduced me to canoeing because he was doing river racing at the time. But I didn't really enjoy it because I'd go paddling with my dad and my brother and they'd be too fast. So I used to always say to them, you just leave me behind. <laughs> so I didn't really enjoy it. It wasn't a school sport. And in my second year of university at Tux, I was only playing hockey for the university and like the third team. And that's when I decided to start paddling more. And there were some guys at Tux that said I should come train in Benoni with this Hungarian coach, Nando Almasi, and maybe start sprinting. And I also wasn't so excited about that, but I joined the squad and I joined the group and I started getting faster. And and he's been my coach and took me to all the Olympics that I've basically been to and all the world championships as a sprint paddler for South Africa. And one would say that canoeing is not a popular sport in South Africa, but why canoeing decided to introduce by your date? Was this the first sport that you loved? No, I think I did lots of other sports. When I was at school, I played hockey, I did athletics, I did gymnastics, I played a bit of water polo. I also actually surfed because my mom was in Richards Bay. So I would I started high school there and I started surfing first before I actually jumped in a canoe. So I think then already I was in the water and using my upper body. So I think I was an all-round athlete. And because I met this Hungarian coach and I joined the squad at university, I think I just got drawn in with the squad and the training and I improved and he fixed my technique. And I think I started racing for South Africa by 2006 before I even knew it. I was already on track to going to the Beijing Olympics. And I think that was just the competitive group that just pulled me in. And that's what got me excited about all of a sudden being able to be given the opportunity to race for South Africa. How was the experience at first compared to now? Since you have achieved a lot of things, how was the experience at first? Was it a, maybe you say, ah, this is a hard thing I ever fell in love with and all this stuff? I've always been competitive and so I'm never scared of training. Um, that's never been a problem. Um, but my first Olympics that I competed in, it was very daunting. It was every, everything, that the stimulus was too much. There was the, the eating hall is the biggest a rugby field, so many options, there's people everywhere and it was so stressful but I also managed to absorb everything and since I've been competing after that I've almost been able to analyze it more and I'll pick up what makes me stressed at a competition and how to control it and what I need to do, what things work in training and what things don't. So I think now I'm more of a mature athlete, if you could call it that, that I'm more experienced and I know what to expect when I travel, when I race, how the weather affects you, how the flying affects you and all of those things, which which is much better. So it allows you to compete in more of a relaxed state. You always get nervous, but not as nervous. After Beijing, you didn't do well. Yeah, it was a first attempt, but uh, London 2012, you came back with a bronze medal, uh, five, 500 meters yes. sprint. Then what does it take to win an Olympic medal? I think it takes a lot of focus and it really does take time training. It's not a sport that you just, but in any sport, I think your technique has to be good, but you've got to put in the hours of training week in and week out. So it's about consistent training and having people supporting you along the way so I think I had a good coach I had a good training group and 
I spent a lot of time overseas and I think all of those factors brought in together and somehow managed to work on the day when it counted the most to get me a bronze medal. You, you, won, you have won multiple medals across the international, international stages and all. Mm-hmm. Which is which is the best achievement from your side? Say, this one is my best achievement. I think the bronze medal from the London Olympics definitely has to be my best achievement. It's it's probably been the most amazing podium to stand on, getting a medal, because it is the biggest stage to compete at for the Cinder, what you would call the Cinderella sports codes. That we'll have a world champs every year, but it's not like rugby where the World Cup is a big thing or cricket and if you compete in a Cinderella sports code to even qualify for the Olympics is amazing but then stand on a podium at the Olympics is just it's the biggest cherry on top to uh, achieve 2012 was a good day in mm. terms of uh, South Africa coming back with the medals especially water sports rowing they did well swimming they did well what what the message did maybe did you send to all the people in South Africa since you know it's, uh, those kind of sports are not popular but they did well mm. what does it take for you to compete even though you don't get this much funding compared to other sports I, I think it's it's almost like you you have your own drive that that you want to compete in and even if you don't have funding it's something that you've decided in yourself that you want to do so you'll find people along the way and network to kind of to get funding along the way but I think it's I think it's a personality type that you, you don't only, if you don't get the funding, it's something that you want to do and you want to achieve. And if you're good enough, you'll do everything to get there, even if there's not enough funding. And there's some there's a devastating news that uh, Saskog say, no, we don't have money to send a canoeing team mm. to talk in 2020 after you guys did well in Morocco last year. Hey? Yes, yes, yes. How did you take that message from your side? I think it's 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 a little bit of a roller coaster ride as an athlete because you get excited that oh all of a sudden there's an opportunity to compete for your country at the pinnacle event which is the Olympic Games, and you've put in a good year of training but it just yeah it, it you kind of have to reset and regroup and then decide what's the next goal because at the end of the day you can't just you can't change the decision you've just got to see what the next opportunities are, and that's what we've done now is that there's one more race at the end of May. And we race the whole world who hasn't qualified. And if we manage to win, we get a qualifying ticket to the Tokyo Olympics. And Are you disappointed from your side? Yes, of course. Um, I'm definitely disappointed because I have competed already in three Olympics. And the fourth one would have just finished off my sprinting career perfectly. Mm. Um, but I've always said that if I'm meant to go to Tokyo, something will work out that I do. Um, but... Uh, I hope that there will be other athletes that will follow in my footsteps, even if I don't get to go. Which race that you say you're going to do in May? It's a, it's the last round qualifier for the Olympics in singles. Okay. Yeah. Where, where, where is It'll it? It'll be in Germany. Okay. Besides that, uh, that uh, there was some devastating news and all the stuff. You are one of the candidates that's elected for IOC. Yes. <laughs> yes, for, for Olympics. How did you take the news and all this stuff? No, that was probably one of the best emails that I've received because the Olympic Games definitely sits in my heart as something special. It's a special movement and it really does represent, the Olympics represents that it's not the best of the best. It's about all the nations in the world competing at every level. It's about the participation and how you can 
make change a person's life um, just by them qualifying and competing in the Olympics, no matter what country or sport code they're from. So to be nominated as a a candidate to be possibly on the International Olympic Committee is something absolutely incredible. But to be voted on, I have to be top four out of those 30 candidates. So Mm -hmm. it's exciting to make the first round, to actually be standing there with an option and an opportunity to to be on that committee but I have a bit of campaigning to do because the voting takes place in Tokyo in the Olympic Village and it's only the Olympic athletes that vote for us. Also and uh, this year seems to be like your year and uh, <laughs> you're gonna team up with them uh, Tracy Olamen in mm-hmm. the Tosi this year K2. Yes. How excited are you about this one? I'm yeah. actually really excited because it's a completely new combination. Tracy's young, she's done a few doozies. She grew up in Peter Maritzburg and went to Epworth so she's definitely learnt a lot when it comes to river racing and she's enthusiastic to improve so at this stage, I'm really excited to race with her just because it's it's nice to paddle with somebody who also wants to learn and improve and, and get better. The future of canoeing in South Africa? I think there's always a future in canoeing, but it's just to try and nurture the athletes that are good enough at the time. I've, I've What I've seen over the last few years is there's, a, there's so much talent in South Africa, but because of the funding and the way the structures are, it's really hard to keep them in the sport. So unfortunately, like some of the juniors, they compete at a world championship level and then they go study and then there isn't any funding and then they have to start working. So, And there's also been so much development, but the athletes get good and then they forget that they need to also work, that you can't... The Home Straight. The Home Straight. Kaya FM 95.9. A big thank you to Tazi Zakum Simango for doing that wonderful interview with uh, Bridget Hartley and uh, she shares her plans with us for 2020 and we'll be bringing you Olympic stories as we continue. Next week on KFM 95.9 here on The Home Straight, join us because uh, uh, we'll be announcing our Super Sport Let's Play uh, Sports Star of the Month for January. Now that January is over. And, of course, we continue to give you wonderful content. Thank you so much for tuning in. Rewinding, Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.